Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fossett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma. I am so happy to be here with you today. Today, we're going to dive deep into the helper personality. I am a helper personality, um, or I have one, I should say. It is not who I am, but uh, I have one. It is in the Enneagram work of the nine personality types. There are nine, and the helper is just one you know, one of, one of the nine. Now, Ursula is a one. It's like the, um, the, uh, perfectionist, the, um, I don't know. There's gotta be really nice names for these two besides the rough names. But then, um, you have type seven, which is the enthusiast. You have type nine, which is the peacemaker. There's just all these different types. So, um, I know the types of the people around me because it helps me to understand how their minds work, how uh, they operate, because that is their their hardware system for navigating this world. Uh, we each have our own. And where we fall short is where we assume everyone thinks like me. Because when I think everyone thinks like me, then I don't recognize that my personality drives my behavior, my thoughts, how I act. So... Other people have different uh, personalities driving them. And so they have other, like they just think differently. They operate differently. And it's so beautiful when you can recognize this. And it also is beautiful because I stopped thinking of my behavior as my identity, as who I am, because it is not who I am. It's merely another level or layer that I put on to navigate this reality, just like my skin. This body is not who I am. My personality is not who I am. You know, I say this all the time. My emotions are not who I am, okay? I am, for all that is, I am love. I am love frequency. And I came here to co-create with all that is. So once I came here, though, I had to put on all of these identification things for this reality so I could navigate here. Because we can't navigate this reality as just love. We take on a body, we take on a sex, we take on a name, we take on a personality, um, we take on a nationality, a culture, all of it. So today I just want to talk about the helper because the helper personality uh, does tend to self like give all of the self away until they are suffering. So um, I see this with certain friends and people I work with and, and they're caught up in this mindset and the mindset for the helper is that if I do for you and take care of you, I will be loved. If I do for you and take care of you, you will do for me and take care of me. It's this codependent mindset. Now, a healthy two, which I would love to think I am, is not going to operate that way anymore. They will continue to do for others because that's what helper personalities do. They do for others. They're 
but they don't do for the others at the expense of themselves. A healthy helper will take care of themselves first. Um, they will take care of themselves because they know that is their true responsibility, not to project it on others and just take care of others, hoping that some crumbs will fall back on them. Okay. So why I want to talk about this right now is because we're in a time period where a lot of people are combusting. And for a two to combust, it looks like overdoing, wearing themselves out, physical exhaustion, and injury and disease and ultimately death. That's what it looks like. It just, it's like to the level at which you refuse to acknowledge the responsibility you have to take care of yourself and love yourself, you will continue to self-destruct because you will overgive and harm yourself. You will overgive and in the harming of self, continue to neglect yourself and uh, push through and not give your body time to heal and compromise yourself further. Now, what I love to say is that it's important to know your bottom. Now, in the same way we raise our frequency, we can raise what we consider our bottom. For some people, the bottom is a crack house, you know, laying on a mattress naked, you know, completely at death's door. That might be one person's bottom. But I'll tell you my bottom. My bottom was throwing out my back, laying on a couch for two months. And while I was laying there, recognizing that that was the only time I felt justified that I could say no to someone asking for my help. So short of hiding, (laughs) my other option was throwing out my back. So I had a real reason. No, I can't move because I'm in too much pain. So that was my only permission to say no. And then it was like, oh, woo, woo, this is such a wake up call. Like, why do I have to be in pain? Other people say no. Why can't I say no? So a lot of this conditioning, it definitely is augmented through our childhoods. And mine was my mom definitely benefited from my help. And so she, she, you know, wasn't about to say, hey, you're supposed to take care of yourself first. You know, that there was too many of us and, and I was ready to help and she received it, you know, like that was, that was our, um, what our relationship, you know, the, the cycle we built together to survive together and it worked really well. And I developed some massive skill sets, which I am using to this day. So I have no gripes about it. What I learned was so valuable and, you know, I would even attribute my childhood as the place where I really honed and learned how to do both, you know, the, the, um, oh God, I don't know what you, you know, the big view and the little view. I can, I can hone in on details and I can navigate details and I can organize them and categorize them. And then I can also step out and do big picture and organize big elements. And that is what I'm finding out. It's not a skill everyone has, And I really love having it because it means I can dive deep into the minutia of something and uh, flush it out and create at that level. But it also means that I can run the big picture and co-create with all that is with the big overview that's happening over a large amount of time or a large amount of area and includes many people. and, And I have no problem with that. So, woo. Now, the reason I bring this up 
is because if you are a two, and you know you're a two, if you are invested in helping others and you feel good when you do it and you get a high off of it and you feel bad when you don't do it and you feel bad when people don't recognize you're doing it, I want you to consider today to decide what would be the low where you would say enough, I'm not doing this anymore. And not doing this is not doing the um, co-dependency. It doesn't mean that you're not helping people. It means that you're also choosing to stand up and be responsible for yourself and not expecting others and not projecting on others that how come you're not doing this for me? How come you don't love me? If you love me, you would do this for me. You know, where, where in your reality, you know, if you're a two, are you finding that it's showing up and biting you in the butt? Are you getting sick often? Do you find yourself suffering from exhaustion and having to burrow away in your bed for like the weekend or a day or hours? Where is it showing up in your life that you may not be balanced, that you may not be making yourself a priority? And how far are you willing to fall down the rabbit hole? Now, that might be the wrong terminology, but how low are you willing to go to prove what a martyr you are for others? Like, are you willing to be completely, you know, um, bedridden for this? Are you willing to kill yourself for this? Are you willing to be um, oh, just suffering, suffering, you know? Like, are you willing, how, how much suffering will it take for you to say enough? I'm bringing this up because for a lot of twos, um, helper people, they haven't thought about this. And by the time they wake up to it, They've really done a number on themselves and, and there's people around them that don't know how to help them, you know, because they don't understand the drive a two has to be this martyr for other people. They don't understand it. So a two has to recognize that the pleasure of helping someone else in lieu of helping yourself is short-lived. The true love that you give of helping others comes from doing yourself first. And I have said this many times, all you have to do is yourself. If you love yourself unconditionally, what happens is when you fill up your own chalice, now when we're helping others, we're just giving out of that chalice. And that's not what we were intended to do. We weren't intended to dip into our own chalice and just fling it out there all the time willy-nilly because that's why we end up exhausted because we've depleted our own Heart energy, like in in an inappropriate way. The appropriate way of using the heart energy, this is awesome. I've said this before, but if you you may not remember, it might have been a while. The appropriate way to do it is to love yourself unconditionally. And as I'm doing this, I'm pulling in. (laughs) I'm, I'm like using my hands to pull love into my heart. Love yourself unconditionally. And that means doing those beautiful things for yourself. If... It makes you feel really yummy to have that little piece of dark chocolate. Have that little piece of dark chocolate. Don't wait for your spouse to think you could use a piece of dark chocolate and you get it once a year. Don't wait. Get your one little piece of dark chocolate. Have it. All right. Have a bath. Have a nap. Have um, have a beautiful meal. Read a book. Go for a walk. Ride a horse. Pet your, pup, your, your doggy or your kitty. Oh, doesn't that feel good? Doesn't it feel good to do you? 
us twos get massively distracted by the people around us. As soon as there's a person around us, we're like, what can I do for you? What do you need? <laughs> so if that sounds familiar, you are a two. Now, for those who aren't twos, they don't think that way. When they're around other people, they don't get distracted in the same way. They don't feel some need to jump up and do something for them. No, that is us twos. So if you notice that the other people around you don't do that, they are not twos. Okay, back to this. So I want you to look at yourself and say, you know, today's the day I'm going to start loving myself unconditionally because, and I'm getting back around to it the long way, when you put this love energy into your heart as loving self, as unconditionally loving self and doing the naps and the kind words for self and the, um, you know, the new whatever that you wanted and the whatever, whatever uh, you do for yourself, what happens is you fill up that heart chalice in your body. And when you continue to do it after your heart chalice is full, that's when the magic happens because that overflows to the world around you indiscriminately as unconditional love. So how does this show up for me? So it shows up for me where, and I am a two, so I'm loving myself unconditionally. I will notice that someone needs to merge into the road and I, I sit back and let them merge in. Uh, I see a homeless person on the side of the highway. I happen to be at that light. I roll down a window and give them a $20 bill. Um, how else does it show up? Um, it shows up where I don't have expectations that when I do for other people that they care, that they love me back. I'm not looking for a response. All right. And then, um, let's see, how else does it show up? It shows up in the fact that I'm more balanced. And as I'm more balanced, I have more patience. I am not angry. I'm not frustrated. I'm not, and I'm able to see through the lens of peace and balanceness, whatever the alignment. And through that view, I can see when, uh, someone is in pain and, um, not project or react on them. I can see when my daughter, you know, could use some listening or she could use some guidance and I can do it from a place of love and not from a place of, oh, let me do this to serve my, serve myself, my own ego needs. Or uh, let me do, like, do this as a martyr because I see you need it and I'm going to give it to you whether you want it or not kind of thing. So, ah. <sighs> Wow, that's a lot. So anyway, if you're a two or if you know a two, maybe this will make you a little bit more patient and understanding of yourself or others and a little bit more compassionate about what drives the two. But ultimately, let's all, all of us twos, let's set a limit to how low we are willing to go in our own personal suffering to uh, be true to our two-ness. And I, I, will, I refuse to do that anymore. I will take care of myself. And that is the answer. It's just take care of yourself. Just stop. Just stop everything else and focus on you because that's where you're at and that's, what, that's what's needed right now. All right, I'm sending you lots of love. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 
401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.